Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are back this week with a jam-packed episode. We've got some great news to cover on this week's episode, as well as we are going to cover wide receivers and tight ends. It's an all-pass-catching episode of Dynasty Happy Hour. And I just want to make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, A, thank you. B, hit the like button. C, subscribe. And D, we don't talk about the D right now. So let's get on with it. Um... Tyler, James, you're both here this week, and life is good, right? Tyler got a haircut for the first time since pre-COVID, a professional haircut, not him buzzing yeah, his own Yeah, not head. me buzzing. I actually have hair now. It is fantastic. I, I feel young again. He almost looks like a human being. He's very close. Very close. Very close. A little longer. Yeah. <laughs> a little longer. James, He's got that do? Benjamin Button kind of thing going on right now, working backwards <laughs> for him. Not going to do it to my body. <laughs> more importantly your nose james how the hell are you doing that's it podcast doing... is off podcast is done we are canceled off I'm the rails this. off uh, the rails we got the Viking strike oh no um... take my eyes but don't go for the nose <laughs> i mean i can't get to the eyes because of the nose but that's a whole nother story oh my goodness <laughs> doug's on fire tonight I, I we have to call it a dur section uh yep. dynasty I'm calling Dur up right now. Yeah, you got to put in a Dur report. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, my weekend has been great. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the fam, a lot of time in the yard. Uh, it's springtime in South Jersey, gentlemen. And this is a guy loves his flowers. Uh, took out some flowers, put in some new flowers. We're going to talk about some flowers today. And yeah, I'm ready to talk some flowers. Let's mm-hmm. do it. It might even blossom into a nice discussion. Ooh. We shall see. We'll see Boom. if it's we'll see what it stems from. Pedal yeah. to the metal. Let's go. Pedal nope. to the metal. Let's go. First, <laughs> oh, damn, you beat me to it. First nose, <laughs> then flowers. Yeah, I'm on a roll. What can I say? I get there's on these comedic of, rolls. There's a lot of people trying to, you know, probably going to soil themselves after this. So it's, it's, it's true. And, and if you're going to soil yourself, you know what you should do first? You should go on underdog.com. And you know why you should do that? Well, the real reason is because, you know, when you use code DHH, we'll match up to $100 of your deposit. You got 25 bucks laying around, they'll match 25, so on and so forth. You can do the math. You're all intelligent individuals watching this, except for a few. I see you out there. Um, but daily best balls are a thing right now. So they have the drafts have begun. We haven't had the NFL draft yet, so it's actually really fun period of time to do best balls when players don't have landing spots because you could get massive value at the end of a best ball draft. But not only that, baseball season just started in the last few weeks. There's playoff NBA. There's playoff hockey. There's even golf that you can do. Underdog is the best way to play daily fantasy. So once again, make sure you use code DHH and have up to $100 deposited and matched into your account. And then you can play right away. And speaking about getting paid and playing right away, boys, the Eagles signed a quarterback, Jalen Hurts, to a five-year, $255 million contract extension they went on record earlier this offseason saying an extension for Hertz was a priority and guess what they use words and you know what they backed it up with actions Hertz was heading to his fourth and final year of his rookie contract and he'll now remain with the Eagles 
through 2028. This is perfect because there was rumors last year that like, oh, Hertz is on a one-year thing. We'll see how he does. And he was fantasy gold. He was real football gold. He was in the hunt for MVP, which Patrick Mahomes ultimately won. This is the best news for all involved. Would you agree, James? 110%. I've gotten offers today for Jalen Hurts, actually. Um, It's one of our friends uh, from the Lollipop Guild just got a statue made out of him down in Oklahoma. They were down there. It was a big ceremony. Uh, You know we're not big fans of Kyler Murray. Um, But, uh, yeah, the guy tried to offer me Kyler Murray in a first for Jalen and my second. Yeah. And I I was like, no, no way. No, this isn't going down. A year year ago, that was a possibility. Yeah, I would have been happy. But you would have never have gotten that offer. So obviously Jalen Hurts and, you know, I used our friends. We love our friends over at the Dynasty Trade Calculator. And I'm like, really? I really want to know because it's been a while since I checked Jalen Hurts' value on Dynasty Trade Calculator. And in a super flex scenario, man, he is off the charts in the high 70s compared to a Kyler Murray that's down in the mid 40s. He's what? He's got to be like, what, QB3 right now, right? After Mahomes and Allen? Hurts, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to pay the cost to be the boss. And Murray's slipping down to the end of the QB1 era he's like area coming nine. off the injury. I think he might even be lower than that in startups. I think he's like QB10 to 12. He's starting to become maybe a value. Like, trade we'll see. Uh, and I thought about that, Tyler. But, you know, I can probably get some. I could trade somebody else off for Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was your big quarterback news. It's great to see him get extended and have some security. And now he can just ball out like he's been doing. I love that. Uh, we did have an, a trade this week. I love the NFL more and more now because they've, they've become more like the NBA and trades are an actual thing, even a week or two before the draft. We'll see more drafts, obviously, on draft night. There's going to be maybe one for Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Um, but this, the Pittsburgh Steelers went out. And, we'll see. The Pittsburgh Steelers went out and traded for veteran wide receiver Allen Robinson in a seventh-round pick from the Rams for a seventh-round pick. So this is pretty much a pick swap. The Steelers will only pay Robinson $5 million this year with the Rams covering $10 million of his $15 million salary. Tyler, do you think Robinson is just going to go there and be big slot? He's going to be like Chase Claypool role? Uh, maybe. Everybody's saying like this is the nail in George Pickens' coffin. Absolutely but not. This Knock is it off with ridiculous. that. Like, if, if it is, go buy George Pickens right now. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. And I've tried. I've tried giving 110, 109. Like if it's later first – Easily, I'd rather have George. I don't Pickens want anything every, to do with this right now. So yeah. I'd rather have George Pickens in <laughs> yeah. every receiver. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Every receiver after JSN, like there's there's nobody else I'd rather have. Like Pickens' upside is immense. Pickens is going to be the number one there, I think. And then Deontay is going to be all over the field. They use him as the Y. What if Deontay X, gets traded? Slot. I don't see it. They just paid him last year. I know. I, I can't see it. Uh, Allen Robinson, they are literally giving nothing for, and he's a fine three. He's going to take some coverages away. Maybe he kind of revamps his career, gets 800 yards total, five touchdowns. That's revamping his career because he has been doo-doo for like two straight years. I, I think I think this trade is more about Kenny Pickett and that Kenny Pickett needs all the help that he can get. I was just about to say that when we might see more uh, three wide receiver sets with Allen Robinson. You know, and Pat, just, Fry, Pat Frymuth to the moon still. Fry, Pat Frymuth <laughs> doesn't affect. Yeah, I don't think Allen Robinson affects Pat Frymuth at all. I think to me it means if Matt Canada can't do anything with this offense, 
he's gone. And he should have been gone this year. Oh, yeah. He was he was cheeks last year. He was, I mean, I just can't believe so that a, 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 an NFL team actually would still have hope in Allen Robinson. Just well, to, like, when you're paying five million for a guy that was an actual top. He was a sought after yeah. free agent last year. Yeah. yeah. On a on a whim, though. On a uh, whim. It was mainly because he didn't want to be in Chicago. And, and I think the Rams thought, wanted to double down and see what they had. And it just didn't work out for them. Like, yeah, they had to go and, out and get OBJ. Uh, I mean, I, I think Allen Robinson still has a little juice left, but not a wide receiver one or two juice. If OBJ didn't tear his ACL in the Super Bowl, I don't think Allen Robinson would have been around. But... Hey, and OBJ and Allen Robinson, same age. So yeah, true. let's not forget about that. I, I don't think A-Rob's washed. I just saw a game when he was a Bear two years ago, and he still looked good to me. So we still, I mean, we he trust. really hasn't played since then. So yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, it's like, you know, this gives him some fantasy life where he was kind of dead in the water. He was one and, of those just... I mean, we'll see what happens, but I still I think, think he's talented. It, a lot of it was Stafford, too. You could tell him and Stafford weren't on the same page at all. Robinson, you look at, you know, he's usually at the bottom of the screen when, you know, they're going towards one end zone. And he's wide open. He does a curl route wide open. And you know where he's looking? He's looking at Cooper Cup. So I think Allen Robinson is kind of mm-hmm. a victim as well. Like I said, yeah. I don't think he's Allen Robinson of old, but I think he's just fine. And he's going to play a perfect part for that team. Uh, and hey, maybe he comes in and says, "Hey, George Pickens, I know you're kind of, you know, a, a diva a little bit off the field. You know, people want to put that narrative on him. He's got a little. I don't think he's. I just think he's a fi- he's a fiery, yes. competitive guy. Like hundred percent. And maybe Allen Robinson can kind of help teach him because they're kind of similar players. But I think yeah. Pickens has way more talent, of course. But oh yeah, th- I think this is good news for Pickens more than bad news. So. Yeah. Speaking of bad news, let's move on to some bad news that we had about rolling the dice with some people. Yeah, really? Right. The the Detroit Lions, there was a handful of suspensions laid down in the NFL for gambling this week. Obviously, we know what we saw last year with Calvin Ridley. He is now officially reinstated, so he's good to go. But we saw a receiver that many have pegged to be a breakout. He still could break out because his suspension was not a full year. That was Quintez Cephas, who was essentially released from the team right after. But this one was Jamison Williams. He got nailed for a six-game suspension. So the Jamison Williams breakout is going to have to wait almost half the season to happen. And the Lions lost DJ Chark in the offseason. They did re-sign, or they got uh, Marvin Jones back. Woo. Um, familiar face. So I think the Lions are going to be in the market for a receiver here in the draft because now they're like, well, we're going to be out without Jamison for six weeks. They still have Josh Reynolds. Cool. Um, you know, I still see that them they could go for a wide receiver as well, regardless. Tight end. Uh. Tight, well, tight end too. Um, but yeah, this is disappointing because, you know, the kid's a rookie. When he flashed on the field, he looked really good in his limited amount of snaps. And he his ADP was steadily creeping up. And now it's going to, you know, it's going to go back down again. So, James, what was your thoughts on Jamison Williams other than, dude, why are you a bonehead? Um, Not so much. I mean, he's a bonehead. He, not as much as Quintus Cephas was or some of the other players that got the full year that were actually betting on NFL games. Yeah. He was not. And they they dug deep on this. And I respect the, the litigation part as far as the, the detective work that they did. Um he was betting on college games, but he was doing it from an NFL um, locker room, locker room or wherever proper. It was a lot. It was a locker room. Yeah. And he was not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do it on the yeah. grounds. So he's a bonehead. He must've must missed that memo. Apparently. Yeah. He missed the memo. Apparently there's posters, Pat McAfee, Adam Jones, and they talked with uh, the Colts head coach 
on Friday, and they were even like, hey, are there still signs up in the locker room that said no gambling? And they all agreed. They're like, yep, they're still there. The PR guy was like, yep, they're all over the place in the locker room. You can't yeah. do that. You can't gamble. And even Pat McAfee said, hey, your your retirement after your career is going to be fun because you can do all the gambling you want. And he's like, but if you do gambling, you're not going to have an end of a career because you're going to have to work forever because you're going to be out of the NFL and it's not going to be worth it. So, like, Jameson Williams, he like he's right with uh, Pickens for me, though. Like, I'd rather have Jameson Williams than 109, 110, 111, 112. Yeah. Give me Jameson Williams. Yep, I agree with that. Some quick news. Uh, the Ravens re-signed quarterback Tyler Huntley to a one-year $2.627 million contract. He was a restricted free agent, I believe. Um, so he's going to be the starter until Lamar. <laughs> Whatever happens with him, that'll be interesting. That's another draft day thing to keep an eye out on. Uh, Brock Purdy told reporters that he avoided Tommy John surgery. I don't know that I Your believe all that. Your elbow brace says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, his elbow brace looks like classic vintage Gronk elbow brace. Robocop. He, lo- he yeah. looks like the rookie of the year in the cast. Do you remember that? Maybe they take the, the cast off and he throws then. it. Yeah, he reminds me of like Cowboy Bob Orton back in the day, the wrestler that always had an elbow thing on. The, the issue is I'd rather hear that it was Tommy John than not because they're like, oh, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. We don't really know. So this injury could actually affect him long term. I think we'll know more if Trey Lance gets traded on draft oh, day. Oh, yeah. Um, if Trey Lance gets traded on draft day to one of these teams that he's rumored to go to, I know Tennessee is one and the Tampa Sam Bay Buccaneers Donald are another one. Um, I mean, <laughs> that'll tell us more about the Brock Purdy injury. If if Lance doesn't move, that tells me that like Purdy's not going to be ready and the Niners are going to go roll out with Lance and Darnold will be the backup there until Purdy's ready or however that goes. Uh, obviously, Trey Lance did get some hype when there was videos of him training with Patrick Mahomes. He changed his release point. A lot of people were into that. I'm into that as someone that... Hairline. <laughs> As someone that throws a, throws a football fairly well, um, you know those are things that I noticed that I like to see. If he's improving his mechanics, God, maybe he worked with Tom House, the mechanics king. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so some obviously Trey Lance is another quarterback to keep an eye on. Uh, the Cowboys exercised wide receiver Ceedee Lamb's fifth year team option for 2024. It's a no brainer move. He's 24 years old. He gets a fully guaranteed almost 18 million dollars in 2024. Uh, he's set to make 2.52 million dollars this season. Uh, so obviously the Cowboys, they're going to have to clear out some space for him uh, next year. So they know that they're not going to lock him up. He's a star. Uh, you know, he's what three straight thousand yard receiving years to start his career. He's a stud and he's still super young. So yeah, no brainer. Like you said there, I don't think there's much to talk about there. He's still a top five dynasty wide receiver. Couple small moves. The Eagles signed wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus, formerly of Tyler's Falcons. And the Chargers yes. Chargers re-signed Jalen Guyton. Um, he was their speedster from last year that got hurt. I expect them to add someone through the draft. If they don't, maybe they just go like, man, we got Jalen Guyton. But they're a team that is heavily rumored to draft a someone with speed possibly to open up their offense for Justin Herbert a little bit more. Tyler, uh, who would you like to see them? Jalen Hyatt, I see gets mocked to them and I don't like that but that's just me. he's the same player as Guyton like so similar and and it's so funny I actually messaged uh, Jason Moore the footballers because on their podcast Name he, he he goes he said he just runs weird he runs silly Hyatt does and I'm like I said the same thing on our people podcast. didn't like that about Judy either the way that he ran like, was weird uh, it, it's different. Like his knees were like Hyatt, weird. Hyatt looks like a hunchback. Like he's got no neck. The way he wears his helmet, I don't know what it is. His <laughs> his body his body looks so weird in football. 
I don't know what it is, but You're I one saw to the, judge weird bodies over there. I saw the same thing. Hey, just because I sent you that picture, that was in that was in confidence. Come on, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Apparently not. Just not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to talk about things that I appreciate. You know what I appreciate? Our longtime sponsor, Trophy Smack. They've been with us through thick and thin, mostly thin. Uh, so I appreciate them for sponsoring us once again this week. They are the ultimate go-to if you need a fantasy championship, whether it's a belt, a trophy, a gangster grill, if you're one grade and gripping and you love to scream out Mike Jones and you listen to Paul Wall, they've got that for you too. Absolutely everything, whether it's football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, everything is completely customizable. Chef has one of their customizable belts with the Swedish chef work, work, work on it, which is absolutely awesome. Birdie bird. They have the right trophy for you. They also have the right trophy for them losers in your league. We all love a we all love the lovable losers. And when you use code DHH ring, you will get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. It's absolutely awesome. Highly recommend. Go on trophysmack.com today. Code DHH ring. Thank you in advance. All right. Let's talk about rookie wide receivers. I'm not thrilled to talk about rookie wide receivers because this class to me is mid, as the kids say. That's no cap. Uh, Mid. I'm trying to be cool again to that reviewer. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are Um, so cool. So hip. We are so cool. Just some dads just trying to be cool. What can I say? You missed Uh, the drip, Doug. You missed the drip. I missed. I'm in my Florida State hoodie. Not drippy enough. Um, Yeah, this receiver class, we're going to talk about it, but it doesn't give me excitement levels that we're accustomed it's not to last year last it's not the years. year before yeah. yeah to me like tyler said earlier it's jsn and log out but we're here to talk about some adp and that does start with jsn rumors for jsn today i saw on twitter and we all can take these loosely as it is a few days before the draft and it is twitter but supposedly the philadelphia eagles have been doing a ton of work on jackson smith and jigba they picked with the number 10 overall pick um personally for fantasy I wouldn't like it. I would hate it for Dallas Goddard. It's just more targets to get divvied up between A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Jigba, Goddard, whoever the running back is that's going to catch passes there. Um, I would not like this for fantasy. Would it change Jackson Smith's and Jigba's ADP, James? I think it would hurt it a little bit, uh, especially with all the company in, in, in the core. You know, we, we talk about Dallas Goddard being hurt the most by it, but I think it hurts everyone. We know A.J. Brown would would definitely get his targets. I'm not worried about that. If anything, the only value in Dynasty that I can see is it's a plus for Jalen Hurts, another weapon in his arsenal. He's try, they, The Eagles are trying to compete with top teams like the Chiefs, the Bengals. Those are the teams that they're worried about, and they see them <laughs> surrounding their quarterback with some talent. I mean, let it be Kelsey or Tyree Kill back when he played with the Chiefs. And then, of course, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins for the Bengals. So I, I think it's it's a mass rush. It would be a power move uh, sent out to the rest of the league. But I think he go they go running back in the draft. You know what I think it would be if they did take or JSN at 10? Anyway. The Philadelphia Eagles always have a backup plan. And to mm-hmm. me, it could be like Devonta Smith has one more year. It would be his fourth year. And then he's, they can pick up his fifth-year option. That's going to be expensive. So maybe if they did draft JSN, this is an all-in for this year. You get JSN. Maybe Devonta Smith, they're not able to retain him because of reasons. I mean, we all know the cap is pretty flexible. But like, say Devonta wants $20-plus million a year. 
I don't know how they're going to be able to adjust to that with AJ Brown getting paid, Goddard getting paid. They have some money spent on defense and on the O-line. Um, so this could just be a, a really savvy organization who always stend, tends to be two steps ahead. Look at their draft last year. They drafted Jordan Davis. They drafted N'Kobe Dean. They lost defensive linemen. They lost the linebacker. Guess what? Here you go, guys. Boop, plugged in, and you should be good to go. This one would not surprise me if that is the, one of the reasons to move with JSN. I could see that happening. And if that's the case, like, yeah, his ADP is not going to change because he could be the man in like two years. Yeah. Uh, going to JSN, uh, you know, let's talk about the player. He's he's a great route runner, mm-hmm. easy catch of the ball. Just everything is smooth. Uh, he's got, I think he's got a very high ceiling, high floor. Uh, his speed isn't fantastic, but I think he's fast enough. But man, that is not his game. It is just smooth, no. technical. He's gonna get like verse man, he's gonna beat you. Versus zone, he's gonna find the soft zone area, and he's just gonna sit there and easy for the quarterback throw into him. I heard Falcons are in play. Now imagine that offense, and if Ritter actually steps up a little bit, which I hear rumors that he's putting in some work and he's looking good. Oh, James loves that. I just saw him perk Take up. Take Drake London out of the slot but, role, please. But then I also like if say Ritter falls, and they go they get a Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, put him right in this offense. Any quarterback can succeed with these offensive weapons. They've got the beefed up line. Yeah. So for me, I I I, w- I wouldn't drop him much due to the Eagles. But honestly, anywhere he goes, I think he's locked in. I have him ahead of Gibbs, behind Bijan, and one quarterbacks. So he's my 102. Uh, yeah, I, I love the player. He's super safe, and he's going to be super fun in the NFL. Yeah, with these other guys that are behind JSN, it, there's no, like, smash spot for me. Like, if any of these receivers land – I mean, I, people are going to say, Kansas City. Like, okay. Like, we thought that about Sky Moore, too. Like, Who maybe. I still – I still have hope for. I, yeah, I, I, I do too. Go. I do too. But I just think as a as a rookie, like it's like when you, we said Hilaire, people put Hilaire over Taylor because of landing spot, not necessarily so, because so of talent. Sorry. Taylor strong. Um, so I think Taylor's that's sorry. one of the. I look at all these receivers behind him, and like there's no like plum landing spot for like huge success. I, I mean, I maybe Minnesota for some of these yeah. guys. I have a cutoff where it's cut off on the rankings, and it says like underneath for, your sweatshirt. It says Trey. Yes. Uh, it says trade for 2020 rookies like Watson or Dot Dotson if you can. Oh, 2022 rookies, yeah. Yep, 2022 rookies like uh, Pickens after JSN. Do that if you can't. Maybe trade for 24 first. <laughs> Just go back a year. <laughs> sometimes some extra it's, value sometimes, next sometimes year. it's the right move. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, like you said, outside of like the 107 and Superflex, maybe 108. I'm just kind of like. This next guy, for me at least, I have right there with uh, Jahan Dodson. For Jordan uh, Addison? Yes. See, I'm interested in Addison because the collegiate production was good, but his athletic measurables were... It, they're bad. Like, they don't... They're worse. Like, I know the, the Raz score, like, he was incredibly low on. And that's He's not my number two receiver in this right. class. And that's I, usually an yeah. indicator of success. Usually, it's been a very good um, metric. But, I mean, we all see he won the Bolitnikov two years ago at Pitt. He moved to USC, didn't have quite the same season. Um, to me, he's a mystery. I think if he goes to the Chargers or if he goes to Minnesota, that would be best case scenario for him. I do like him as a player. I think he's, again, a lot like JSN. He's faster than he lets on. He can use separation instead of pure speed. Yep. And, and like Justin Jefferson. Like Justin Jefferson is not the fastest guy in the league, no. but he's got the shake and the wiggle to break out and make himself open. Keenan Allen, same way. Like. He- 
Keenan Allen's never a burner, but the guy's open all the time because he's technical and good at what he does. Yeah, he's he's a lot lighter than we thought. I think 172 yeah. or something like that, which all, De- a Devonta lot of these Smith, guys are. Yeah, Devontae Smith kind of broke that mold. Um, for me, he reminds me a lot of Kelvin Ridley in his game. He can manipulate with his speed. You know, he may not be the fastest, but he can definitely manipulate from the line. Like, he'll start off a little slow, and then, boom, his acceleration is awesome. You saw that in the combine. The combine, his 40, it was like 0 to 60, and then he was just at 60. <laughs> so that might be because of 40. So. Speed. But, man, I, I still like it. You, uh, His tape is fantastic. He is a smart player. And like you said, he, he produced in two different college colleges, which is a lot more harder to do than you think. So yeah, totally uh, different offenses, totally different quarterbacks. Yep. He so, did follow uh, his receivers coach to both schools. That is true. So I, I really like Addison. He's back into the first. Like I, I don't know where to slot these guys. There's a couple of running backs I might have before him, like Charbonnet and another running back if he's picked early. I don't know. But the tight ends are definitely the the cream of the crop, and we'll get into those after the receivers. Yeah, James, any thoughts on Addison? Yeah, I, I, I did some digging on these first couple guys. I got I got lost in some tape and uh just went down a, a wormhole and it, it looked like after he transferred, like something was missing. Cause, and then I, and Can I dug deeper it? on the numbers and and he really Tar- did target go, share. <laughs> his target share, like went down like a, a proverbial cliff. Well, Pitt didn't have much else at 26% down to a 16% and then caught 59 balls. Like you were going there for opportunity and then he went there with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. I would say and that coming was off the, the Bolitnikoff Award. And I yeah. think and 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 you guys made the the correct point. Like he came off the Bolitnikoff Award. He missed three games this season, mm-hmm. and I think we forget that. So I think his numbers can be a little deceiving, and that's what I was trying to get to. Like he had that limited he probably target got share to eighty catches if he I think he would have broke over easily broke over a thousand yards and had and probably had three more touchdowns we'd talk, be talking about a, a 1011 touchdowns I, I think that's very doable in three games and we'd be talking maybe him closer to JSN than we had originally thought he's he's gonna drop like Dotson did because uh just people don't like the metrics. People are going to see that. Once like, Dotson got first round capital, though, ex- but he was still an early yeah. second round pick. Like he wasn't a, he wasn't it's a because it was pick. it's because it was a it was a deep class. And the wide, and Washington Commanders was a bad landing spot. They thought, mm-hmm. but I, I still think guys that are very productive like this in college are going to be productive in the NFL. Um, there's going to be a guy that we're going to talk about that is uh, super athletic and has some issues yeah the uh the next guy in adp i don't know if you guys saw this on twitter but i saw some x-rays of uh mr flowers mr zay flowers and uh he got that dog in him it's true x-rays confirmed zay flowers is an absolute grinding dog i love the way that he plays football i'm a i watch bc i'm there right in my backyard and he's been the star of the team literally in his backyard yeah for a few years now up in chestnut hill in boston and I like Zay Flowers a lot. You know, he put on a lot of muscle before the combine, 13 pounds of muscle. Um, he's the kind of guy that I think can make an impact in the right offense. But I also think he's the kind of guy that can have like a really long, successful career. I just don't see him having a super high ceiling. But he's a great route runner. Some people compare him to Antonio Brown. That's stop. Tyler Lockett. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop with the Antonio Brown. Like, that's like 
Antonio Brown's one yeah. of the best receivers ever. Like as much as it's crazy. I as had he is. him. I had him comp to uh, Jahan Dotson. Okay. Very similar in play. Breaks out of his out of his. Uh, Dotson plays bigger than he is though. I don't really, know. Really, really fast. Leaves the de- de- defensive backs in the dust. Like can do a lot of things from a lot of different places on the field even though his size is a little bit smaller. Dotson reminds me more of like Tyreek, a small guy that can make big boy plays. I don't see that out of Zay. Yeah, Steve Smith. I see see a lot of Wondell Robinson and Zay Zay Flowers. Fair. Except I actually think Wondell Robinson athletically has more upside. Like athletically, I think Wondell Robinson is shiftier. He's faster. Uh, Zay Flowers to me, you know, a four-year guy. Thicker build, great hands. He tracks a deep ball well for his size, but when it comes to contested catches, he's not going to go up and get it. He's not going to go up and take it. You see it a couple times, but most of the time he's going to get out muscled. Uh, I think, that, like Doug said, upside limited due to his size and style of play. He needs to land in the right offense. Kansas City, I don't think if they, if they would have never taken this guy more, I think Kansas City would have taken a chance on this guy, but I think the fact that they, they have size. a similar player in yeah. Sky Moore they're not going to. Uh, Minnesota would be a good option. He could mm-hmm. fit that style. Um, but, yeah, like he needs the right offense to be a productive player. Could he be like a Jalen Waddle? But I think Jalen Waddle has a little more upside wide receiver in him. But they have similar styles of, of play, I think, Waddle and, and Zay Flowers. But that's the ceiling if Zay Flowers hits. Yeah, Not, I mean, yeah. not Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett is actually a, a good comp. But I think Lockett has better tracking ability and Lockett always undervalued Lockett they share that in common I guess that's Mm. true let's uh let's move on to the number four receiver in ADP this is my first like this is my avoid the noid of this draft season I don't want anything to do with Quentin Johnston to me inconsistencies one big year the TCU team competed for the the college title so I know you got some extra pub just watching him I'm just not I just feel like I've been burned by this kind of receiver way too many times, and he doesn't jump off the page to me. I know he's got some, you know, a little bit of wiggle. He's got speed. His hands are inconsistent. I don't know. There's just, it's more of a gut feeling that Quentin Johnston is going to be a bust than anything else. Like, throw the metrics at me, whatever. It's just how I feel. I'm just avoiding him because I just see him and I go, yeah, I don't think he's the one for me. James, what did you see when you watched some Johnston tape? There's no doubt that the kid has physicality, but like, I think he is lazy, dude. I I really do. Um, You can see it on blocking schemes. Uh, I would say you're not working on your craft or anything. I would say he plays. Did you see him laying on his back and catching footballs from the jugs machine? I I, I know he's lazy on the field. All right, so maybe not. Maybe not lazy. Maybe he lacks a sense of urgency. Uh, on certain p- offense, like when he's teams. not getting the ball, like when he's not going out and actually catching the ball, you can read it like a little Randy Moss and in, him. in his setup before uh, when he's on the line of scrimmage. Right Maybe here, that's what Randy I Moss meant. Is and then, like when he's supposed to be blocking for the running back, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I got to go grab this sandwich. I'm really hungry right now." Yeah, if the um, ball's not coming to him. He's not interested. Yeah, he's more of a fifty-fifty ball type receiver. And I, I think he's lighter than a typical alpha wide receiver. Is he Brashad Perryman? So uh, I do want to say Zay Flowers had a little bit of taking it up, taking plays off when the ball wasn't going to him. There was multiple times I saw Zay Flowers like jogging. But we're talking about the... Quinton Johnston. I know, but if we're going to knock somebody, we got to knock. Why back. are we going backwards? Why so, so like Zay Flowers, there was a play I was watching, and it was actually in one game. I've seen it multiple times. 
he ran straight towards the corner, jogging, kind of getting in his way. And then guess what happened? The play broke, fell apart. And then he looked and he saw. So he's like, oh, crap, I got to move. And then he started sprinting. Quentin Johnson does it too. But you know what? Quentin Johnson was also uh, not targeted as much as he should have. They didn't go to him as much. Kendra, Kendra Miller was actually a huge part of this offense when you're watching tape. They used him a ton. Mm-hmm. And Quinn Johnson, I get he fell apart at the Georgia game. I get he has issues. He's a prototypical size X. He has awesome movement for a big guy. This guy can stop on a dime. He's got really good athletic traits. I, I do like that. I have him as three above Zay Flowers just because of upside. Ceiling. I don't want to take I would rather have George Pickens than any of these guys. I'm saying if push came to shove and I had a gun to my head and I had to decide between one of these two, I'm going Quentin Johnson just for the upside because guess what? Zay Flowers is a fine wide receiver three for your fantasy team. But you I just don't want to think the floor is the basement. I'm I'm going for upside here. And I that's know. what I want. If I'm if I'm picking at ten, eleven, or twelve, I won the championship. And guess what? I just I'm going for upside. I already got a team. Give me a guy that can that can slam dunk. I mean, the guy hit. with the one on one has a team too. It's just not as good. That's true, but <laughs> he's got prototypical size. He's a body catcher, but honestly, everything you see in this offseason, he's really working on hands catching. Uh, and honestly, everything I've seen on tape, the the body catching I think is over over pushed because he does catch with his hands very well, and they're quick hands. They're hands that that show up late, which is what you want to see with outside receivers because you don't want to give the cornerback any any kind of uh, hint at where the ball's coming from. So they're really quick hands. And I think that causes drops too. He's almost late to the ball, too late. So he, he you know puts his hands up a little too much. He's yeah. 20 years old. I think he can learn and grow. He's very young. Uh, he's got elite traits and size to become a wide receiver one, but it is not there yet. So if he's pushed into the wide receiver one role, no, thank you. Struggle busting. Nikhil he, Harry. He is a lot like Christian Watson last year. People had doubts on his route running, doubts on his hands. Christian Watson was a body catcher. That's all you saw on tape. But, hey, if he lands with the right offense. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers yelling at you every day. You're probably going to get good eventually. Anyway. Yes. And, I mean, Christian Watson, what happened his first throw to him? Dropped it. Dropped it. It dropped for sure touchdown. And guess what happened? He worked on it, and he dominated it later on in the season. Quentin Johnson, I get I get the knocks, and I get the Big 12, I get the TCU, but you know what? Like I said, in this type of class, I'm shooting for the one guy who has some major, major upside if he hits. All right, let's keep it rolling with the wide receiver five right now in ADP. It's 21-year-old Josh Downs out of North Carolina. He's five foot nine. I think he plays bigger than that. I don't want to compare every receiver in this class to Jahan Dotson. Uh, so I won't. <laughs> but uh, but I really like Josh Downs tape. You know, he did it with over multiple years, he's been successful. He's great in the red zone for a smaller receiver. So to me, that means like he knows how to get open. He knows where there's going to be gaps in coverage. And uh, kind of like a Julian Edelman used to be a weapon in the red zone. Like he just knows where to be and how to move when a play breaks down and he capitalizes on it. But he can also make plays downfield. He can make them over the middle. For me, Josh Downs, I think he's one of the safest receivers for me. A lot like Zay Flowers. Like I think I look for... I know Tyler's shooting for ceiling, but ceiling, when you shoot for ceiling, sometimes it can bite you in the ass. For me, like, I don't necessarily go for ceiling guys. I want guys that that could have a really safe floor and be in the league for a long time. I've drafted the Denzel Mims of the world before, and they're rotting on my roster, and I completely wasted a pick on them. 
Um, but a guy like Downs, a guy like Flowers, I like because I feel that they have a role in today's NFL, even though they're a little bit smaller and lighter, because that's kind of what we're seeing, especially in this draft class. This is why Quentin Johnson might be a wide receiver uh, drafted in the first round, because outside of him, there's some other big guys, but they don't they don't don't have the same type of athleticism that he has. I think if Johnson came out last year, we wouldn't be talking about him as a first round pick. Um, to Agreed. be completely honest, and but he couldn't. Agreed. Quentin right. Johnson was my right. my no, that... fifth wide receiver. Um, I actually have Josh Downs a little bit lower as well. He's he's my sixth. I have he's him my like, six twinsies. Twinsies. Oh, twinsies. Uh, I think he has a similar play style, not necessarily physicality. Uh, compared to Wandale Robinson, uh, very shifty. But I, like you said, I think he needs more of a system that can build towards his skills. And his size may have effects on his run blocking capability. So I think it's going to be a little bit more time for him to get acclimated to the NFL to pick up more traits to his game before we see him on the field. So he's he's almost like he is his ceiling to me. I guess he would be a mid-range wide receiver to ceiling. Yeah, it's he, interesting. He didn't have any top 30 visits. So either either the NFL thinks me. no, either either that the NFL knows what they know about Josh Downs and they know he's a solid player, or he we might see his draft capital. A lot of people have been like, oh, he'll get picked in the second round. You know, that's something that's going to be interesting to watch on day two of the NFL draft. I don't think he's going to go in the first, but you never know. Um, if he doesn't go in the second round, like you're going to hope he goes in the third because if he doesn't go in the third, I mean, there's a couple outliers here and there outside of the third round, but it's very few. It's Amon Ron's like some other guys. Um, so that's going to be something to monitor. I still like Josh Downs a lot as a player, so I'm hoping that the NFL does too when he goes somewhere in round two. Yeah, be he, perfect. your comp for John Dotson spot on because Dotson plays. I didn't. Than call, I said I didn't want to comp him. He's John he's a good. But, I mean, that's, it's it's very probably, similar. That's probably the best comp because Josh Downs can go up and get the ball. His contested yeah. catch rate is fantastic for his size. So yeah, he's nasty. That is uh, something to look at. And uh, Steve Smith. There's another player that he likes on here around the same size because all these guys are almost similar. They're, they're almost clones. Uh, St- he plays a little like Steve Smith, just not as explosive. And he, he played with uh, Howell and May and connected very well with both of them. So that's that's something to look at too, somebody that can work with multiple quarterbacks back-to-back here and be successful. All right. The next guy has been a bit of a Twitter dar- darling in the last couple of weeks, getting some hype, and that is Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Love it. I like Mims a lot. He's 5'11", so he's a little bit bigger than some of the other guys here. But uh, he doesn't – he plays like a smaller – like a little bit smaller wide receiver because he's fast. Zussie Smith said it was just like him. Yeah, I like Marvin Mims a lot. I have a couple of picks in the early, mid-second round, and that's a guy that I'm hoping makes it to me. I think the NFL likes Marvin Mims a lot, so I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever when he goes in the second round, and I think that's probably pretty realistic, especially in the years past where we've seen – wide receivers in the second round, like, I don't know, Tutu Atwell and whatnot. Um, Marvin Mims is a way better prospect than that. So I, I liked his tape a lot. I think he's got a strong pair of hands. He's got he's got speed to burn, eh, but that's not his only game. Like, he can do a little bit of everything. So I like that about Mims. James, what did you think about Marvin, not Denzel Mims? Well, I was just about to say I've been burned by a man named Mims before, and I'm not sure if I want to repeat that mistake because um, it's still like branded on the right no side relation. of my no butt cheek when, you know, my wife is wondering why I still have Mims in a heart. 
uh, next to my butt cheek. Anyway, uh, too much. You can change it to moms really easily. Yeah, well, mom. Well, mama don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just exactly. change it to moms. You take the I and you do like a backward C. You got moms. You're good. I, I mean, I don't. It's hard not to though. It's hard not to go with Mims as a as a good prospect that actually may have uh, an effect for fantasy football. He could play anywhere on the field. He lines up in all situations. Uh, I can easily see him as a immediate mid range wide receiver three um coming out of college like it all depends on on landing spot obviously and opportunity but he can play from anywhere on the field like i just mentioned so that gives him a boost for potential playing time right there and i I don't know i had it on my notes where like this may be the end of my 2022 scouting class or 2023 scouting class i'm sorry because like i i there's not enough wide receiver talent after this but there's a couple hidden gems if but he was hit. my wide receiver eight mims was mims was my eight he's five for me and high high school prospect i mean this guy destroyed high school football yeah he was he, a big debbie guy when he first yep. came out yeah uh can you imagine going to oklahoma and being like hey i got this caleb williams guy he's gonna be awesome boom dylan gabriel comes in and he's your quarterback after lincoln riley leaves and you're just like what happened didn't like, he have uh, fake Mahomes as a quarterback for a bit there? What's his name? Rattler. Uh, yes. Rattler. Spencer. Rattler. He had fake Rattler Mahomes. too. He's forever known as fake Mahomes. Baby but Mahomes. Fake baby short Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. I I loved Rattler too. I know you did. He, it was all what attitude. happened to him? All attitude. The guy was cocky. He's somewhere else now. And he's uh. in South Carolina, actually reviving oh. his career. He's, he's a gamecock. Uh, so, so for me, uh, I I like Mims. He's not only great with speed, he's also a great route runner. He needs uh um I, I do think he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player. I think he's still got major upside. And uh even if he falls, he's gonna be a huge target for me. I would have him closer to Zay Flowers than I would Josh Downs. So I am a big fan of Mims. Mims the word. Yes. Let's move on to the next receiver here at the wide receiver seven. And this is outside of Quentin Johnston might be the most polarizing receiver in this class. He came off the Bolitnikoff award last year. It's Jalen Hyatt. I I don't know everything for Jalen Hyatt's a guy, unless he slips in our drafts, I'm probably not going to select. I don't even have it in top 10. I don't blame you for me at ADP. Give me Cedric Tillman. Like that's what it's gonna. Am I gonna? Am I gonna? Am I gonna have a early second round pick, or am I gonna draft Cedric Tillman somewhere in the mid to late third? Hyatt ceiling is hopeful. Will Fuller, and his for the one year that Will Fuller was good, (laughs) and his he could be a healthy Will Fuller, but not good in the short game. Like Will Fuller is still recovering from that finger injury. And if you if you look at the wide receiver coach, there's actually a lot of stuff on this. Anybody who's played under this wide receiver coach, <clears throat> Baylor receivers, uh, don't you has, put that shade on Tyquan has Thornton. not done good in the NFL. Hyatt and Tillman are there. Yes, I do like Tillman, but yeah. Hyatt is one of those guys that it's you better land the right offense. He's going to be a better best ball guy, and you're going to be scared shitless week to week putting him in your lineup because you'd be like, I'm either getting four points or I'm getting, I'm getting fifteen. 20. Yeah. <laughs> So like uh, no thank you, he's going to be drafted way earlier than I want. He's yeah, the splits it. when when Tillman and Hyatt were on the field, they're not good for Hyatt. Like yeah, Tillman, Tillman was the guy. So. Tillman came in this year and he was supposed to be this high, like Tillman should have been up by Quentin Johnson. Like he was supposed to be this awesome player, spread offense, you know, guy that just bursts on the scene, but he got hurt. 
but he's yep. still my wide receiver seven. All right, uh, let's oh, go ahead. I, I'd like to I'd like to add something because uh, out of that whole conversation, um, you you said something by right team, and I see him getting mocked uh, in the last seven mock seven round mock draft. He was getting mocked to the Giants in the first round. Now, what team could no. needs a speedster on the outside more than the Giants? Darius Slayton, man. Let's Why do be you real. hate on the slate. All right. This is a guy that, <laughs> that can go out and do uh, have a five touchdown game with six receptions. Can take yeah. the top off the defense like immediately. And I th- he's plays. my number four, man. I think he has the most what? upside. Yeah. I think he does. He's shown that he could be the alpha on the field. Just like I'm, a, almost I'm like a T. Two Higgins. Pictures. Two pictures. Denzel Mims and Jalen Hyatt. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, you're 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 wrapped I'm, I'm, in your I'm, own. I'm playing I'm playing with your I'm playing with your emotional. You're playing with my right emotions, now. man. Denzel uh, Mims. Can you change Mims a... into Hyatt in, on a tattoo? That might be more challenging. Just go yeah. with moms. Moms. I, then Zach Wilson's uh, kind of in your alley. <laughs> I'm getting. You have matching tattoos. I think. I think. I think. I maybe. Maybe I got polarized with the fact that he would have a lot of, of wide receiver opportunity on the Giants in a faster paced offense. So I. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe nope. I'm wrong. But nope. yes, Will you, Fuller was a great comp. You. Keep, I, you I think he. Four, he uses his speed to to create the separation. He's not a 50-50 guy. Let's move. Let's move it on. I want to lump some of these guys together because we're running a little bit long. And I want to talk about this tight end class because it is awesome. Uh, So the next guys, we talked a little bit about Cedric Tillman. He's your wide receiver eight. Rasheed Rice from SMU is currently wide receiver nine. Kayshawn Kayshawn Butte is wide receiver 10. Too many issues. He's eight for me. I have a lot. You still have faith in Butte, huh? All right. if, If he can actually put in some work, love him. Yeah, we shall see. It'll be interesting to see what his draft capital is. That's going to be a, a big indicator for me, I think. Tyler Scott at wide receiver 11. Xavier Hutchinson, who a lot of people really like from Iowa State. Big-bodied receiver 6'2 at wide receiver 12. A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Senior Bowl uh, week winner, I believe. Wide receiver 13. And then Jonathan Mingo was his name in Pete Schrager's punchable-faced mock draft. Uh, he had Mingo going in the first round, which to me, I was like... Whoa, that was a bit of a head turner seeing Mingo mocked in the first round. Yeah, he's definitely um, gaining some steam, but I I have him inside my top 10. I actually have Mingo at nine and like he finds his top speed very, very quickly um, and then continues to play at that speed. Like he he's just like the, the snap of a finger and he's gone. His routes need a little bit more attention to detail. I mean, they're going to need to be cleaned up a little bit, but works back aggressively to the quarterback, bails out his quarterback. That's something you want to say. He's he's playing with the full team mindset of the game. He's not just worried about, oh, you know, let me run my route and, and just stop. Uh, I, I think he's going to use, make use of his size and his hands uh, and his strength as a run blocker. So, yeah, I, I'm good. I, I like him. All right, so you see, so like Mingo, and then after that, we've got uh, Tank Dell, who's a, a fun playmaker, but again, on Out. the small side, only five foot eight. Um, outside of that, though, there's a lot of guys, and I'll point out some that I like as as later that I'm going to be Ooh. interested. Again, it's it's draft capital. I'm interested in the guys like uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. 
at five mm-hmm. eleven had a really good uh, a really good combine. Michael Wilson from Stanford, I like a lot. Strong hands. He's a little older, so I know Tyler will be off on him. And then uh, last but not least for me, wide receiver twenty six. This is a bit of a shock. It's Puka Nakua out of BYU. Uh, yeah, it's a I like guy. Puka. I like Puka <laughs> a lot. You know, big body receiver can separate. Uh, I think he's pretty versatile. So again, draft capital for those guys is going to be super important. But for me, like all probably rookie third to fourth round targets that I'm looking at, Tyler, who do you have outside of the top? You know, we talked about the top 15. Who do you have outside of that that you're really interested in? I'm not sure who you said. I had to go do some. Uh... Oh, I covered uh, Jalen, Jaden Reed, Michael Wilson, and Puka Nakua. Okay. Uh, Trey Palmer, massive Speed. fan of Speed. Four, four, three, three, five big time recruit, five star recruit went to LSU. LSU, we all know what happened with them. They kind of fell apart after the championship game. Uh, Coach O left. They got. They lost uh, the whole team to the NFL, you know. Pretty much. Uh, this guy was the next thing. And then Boot- Booty came in and kind of took over. Palmer transferred last year. So in 2021, he entered the transfer portal. And 2022 season was in uh, 71 catches, 1,043, and nine touchdowns with Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska's not good. Nebraska for is. Bad. Like they used to be the prime competition. They are not good in the nineties. Yeah. With Tommy uh, Frazier. Man, his speed is unbelievable. He's so quick. He's 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 fast. He's quick. He's got all the skills there. If he works on his route running, this guy could be a slam dunk later on. I really like him. I think he could be a guy that is an earlier pick than we think. Kind of like um what's his name? Uh Ole Miss. Thinking of a uh, Jonathan Mingo who's getting yeah, all the hype just, right now. Yeah, we James talks about Mingo. Yeah, uh, but Trey Palmer for me is that guy. If he's like a fourth round pick, I my ears are perking up a little bit, and I'm really looking at. Um, like I said, Booty, I love his freshman tape. It's he fantastic. Might, he might end up becoming a value in rookie drafts. Yep, if he can just keep his head straight, I think he's more of a diva than he is a head case. I do think that's it because uh, I I forgot what podcast I heard it on. They're like, you know. You're 18 years old. Why wouldn't you like? Yeah, you're gonna be interested in going to like a sex party. <laughs> like, that was the, that was the thing. I mean, like, I'm 45. Like shit. And, and that's the, that's a knock on that's a knock on him. The issue is, is he came off a huge year, and now all of a sudden, like people are just all over his personal life, and it's not not like losing his mind, Antonio Brown stuff. It's just things he's interested in that people think are weird, which you know, like cocaine. Yeah, I mean, well, what? that no, not, not, not that. Uh, Actually, so my, weird. my sleepers after I have Jalen Hyatt as my first sleeper after my top ten. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. I love yeah. it. the shade. There's a there's a couple. Parker Washington out of Penn State. I really like he Penn State receivers, and I just love their style of play. They're good route runners. They're ready for the NFL. Xavier Hutchinson for Iowa State yep. is a guy that uh, I think is like a Jacoby Myers type player. Yeah, that's that a good comp. Solid. Average. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Scott is another guy that don't take all of them. Like. Jesus. Leave yeah. James I mean, he's my just favorite. going through my all favorite. His, all his, my, I like the kid. Favorite. Andre. What's his name from my Princeton. I like Charlie him. Jones from don't Iowa. Don't forget Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. Charlie like Jones Justin from Iowa Shorter. is my favorite. I love oh. Charlie Jones tape. This guy is a fat white guy or fat, <laughs> fast white guy. We're talking about tight ends in a minute, Tyler. Jeez. Uh, Charlie Jones. He, I like everybody's like, oh, Alex Pierce all over. No, come on, don't do that. He's a better Jalen Hyatt. That's what he is. <laughs> Charlie Jones is Fair. a better Jalen Hyatt. Oh uh, man, that's just a little overkill now. Keep all right. your eyes on Charlie Jones. 
because he lit it up in the combine too. James, do you, is there any receivers left that you would like? To uh, talk I don't about? think there's anybody left that I wanted to talk about. I'm glad I got to talk about Jonathan Mingo while Tyler was doing whatever Tyler was doing there. Yeah, that is um, very true. Yeah, um, but no, uh, Xavier Hutchinson. Uh, I'm okay with taking a shot on him later on in your drafts. Mingo is climbing up a little bit. I think everybody's on him. The buzz if is he gets surrounding first on him. Draft capital. It'll be with a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Trey Trey Palmer was definitely a guy that I I wanted to think about and then i'm hoping cedric tillman like the fact that he was injured and missed part of his last season i hope he drops in nfl drafts a little bit so he can drop a little bit in fantasy drafts a little bit ah see that's too too early for me yeah it'll be this second round this year is going to be interesting because i think we're going to see a good amount of wide receivers and i think we're going to see a slew Six to seven tight ends in the first two rounds. I think Cedric Tillman. I think if Cedric Tillman didn't get injured, he'd probably be top three wide receivers in this class. All um, right. Let's before we move on to tight ends, actually, let's talk about manscaped. You know, you've got a, a large man, maybe six, 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 five. Now he's they're, got a tight end. They're playing tight end. You know what they need to do on game day? They need to they need to shave it down to get those pads on and to look prime and look beefy. And you know how they're going to do it? They're going to have Manscaped to do it for them. They're going to have the Lawnmower 4.0 in their locker room with the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. The coaches use that one. The kids don't. They don't have those problems yet. And you know what they're going to do after the game? They're going to get in the shower. They're going to be all shaved up. They're going to use the crop preserver, the cleanser, the reviver. Because you know what happens after a game if you're Kayshawn Butte? Maybe you go to a sex party. We don't know. But if you do that, you want to look, you want to feel, you want to smell as fresh as Zay Flowers when you're out there. So make sure you go on Manscaped. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls will thank you for it. Now, let's talk about my favorite position in fantasy football. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about sex parties and smelling like Zay flowers. And then that's a separate podcast. I'm trying to clear it. I'm trying to clear it through DHHR. And and my mind went out the window. Thanks, Doug. DHHR. We'll see if we can add a subset episode somewhere somehow. (laughs) Uh, It's it's rookie tight end. I absolutely love this class. I think this class could be a bit of a reset button at the position in the next couple of years because we have some aging tight ends that are kind of going to work their way out. With these guys, with the amount of six to seven possible tight ends going in the first two rounds, it could be an absolutely epic class. I know last time is 2017 when we thought like OJ Howard, David Njoku, uh, Evan Ingram, guys like that. And not all of them have hit right away. They got that in there for you. Not all of them have hit right away. So we know it can take time at the tight end position. So I don't think this is going to happen in year one. And I think it'll start more in year two. But to me, this is a generational. There's that word tight end class because we have some freak athletes. We have size, we have speed. We've got guys that are going to be awesome in most of the offenses in the NFL and starting off with tight end one. He's not my tight end one, but he is the tight end one in ADP right now. It is Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Tyler, I will let you talk about Michael Mayer. We all know the history of Notre Dame tight ends in the NFL. It's been a pretty good one with the exception of like Colby Fleener, although he had one good year. Um, Kobe Fleener was Stanford, but okay. Oh, he was Stanford, wasn't he? Who was the guy that was like Kobe Fleener out of Notre Dame? Eifert, <laughs> uh, you got, you got Kyle Rudolph, Eifert. You have Komet. Komet. Chase Claypool was actually labeled like a tight end. Okay, wide receiver tight end. I don't know why yeah. I was thinking of uh Kobe Fleen balls. 
Anywho, I mean, uh, so what do you think about Mayer? I think he's the most, maybe the most complete tight end in the draft, but that for, doesn't always make you fantasy relevant. Yeah, for me, you would think, oh, tight end fan, he's going to be tight end one. No, he's my tight end two A. I've got another guy that I absolutely it's, love. This um, this class is tough. It to, is to grade. Uh, for me, he's a prototypical uh, Y tight end very high recruit one of the highest recruits to come out in a long time for tight ends uh he's not a great athlete not one bit i know jason moore and mike on the footballers compared him to the guy with a nail in his head and happy gilmore chasing (laughs) shooter mcgavin down the (laughs) and i cannot unsee that every time i can't unsee it i you can't unsee it but that is his style he's a he's a road grader he's a big monster after the catch he's not a guy that's going to catch it and then fall you're going to need about two or three guys to take this guy down because he is not going down easily. Do you think um, he's a less athletic version of a guy like Gronk? Like a road grader, blocker, like yeah, can make yes. moves after the catch, good strong hands, but he doesn't have that like the, the thing is, big though, playmaking is, ability. The thing is, though, I think Gronk might be a tad faster, but people are really knocking Mayer for how like bad he is athletically. He is a very smooth route runner. Watch the tape. He is a very good player. He he knows how to get open. He he's good after the catch. I think people are knocking him just because he's been such a highly touted player for a long time that they're just his name gets boring. They're, yeah, they're bored with him. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like I've I've seen a lot of other podcasts talk about Mayer being like he is elite still. Don't knock him because he's his athleticism isn't up there. He is a very good tight end. And uh, people said Jason Witten, no. Jason Zach Ertz wasn't the most athletic guy. Zach Ertz wasn't athletic, but Michael Mayer, I love his old school style. He's just like, he's going to put you in the dirt if he can. And yeah. he loves that's, doing that's that. That's why he reminds me of Gronk a little bit, because they would put Gronk in as a sixth blocker, and he would block the living crap out of anyone that was in front of him. And Michael 100%. Mayer has that element to him. 100%. And for me, I think he's still going to be a better pro than a college player, even though his college production was awesome. I think people are undervaluing because there's a couple other tight ends that are insanely athletic. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. The number two tight end right now in ADP, a lot of people have them as as their number one. It's uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, six foot four, two forty six. A little bit older for Tyler. He's 23. No, he's at my he's my tight end one. Yeah, uh, Kincaid, if you look at his tape versus some of the big competition, just absolutely freaking dominated those games. And that's what stands out with Kincaid is the kind of weapon that he can be in the NFL. James, when you watch Kincaid, what were your what were your thoughts? Who'd you see? I want to know that first. Who do you see? A little bit of Dawson Knox. Okay. Uh, he is he's the closest I've seen to Kelsey watching tape. Um stylistic wise, just uh, how I, he plays. I, I mean, he's he plays very amped up. Like he, he's all about the game. Uh you could tell that. Like, but he's he's zeroed in, he's focused, zero, zero focused in. Like he's awesome. He's got an action movie name too. Dalton Kincaid seems like an action movie he, character. He is the Kincaid. He's he, so he and he, he's young in the game, and that's that's the crazy part. Like he's he only played one year of high school football. Did like, he play basketball though? Yeah, he Can played a lot of, of basketball. Of course, Doug. And, of course. and when someone plays basketball and translates to tight end, what usually happens? He gets that Jimmy Graham Donald, kind Donald of a Parham happens. kind of effect. So. He also had a back injury, a small fracture in his back. Uh, James, yep. you've had fracture in your back. You've had some back problems. Yeah, but does I don't play like you? Dalton Kincaid does. Does that worry you a little bit? 
for no, future? no not after watching watching his tape and, and watching him at the combine pro day etc like i i think he's fine and well, he, I think he hasn't had either one of those yeah, so he that's didn't the, have a pro day he didn't have a combine that's the knock on him is we don't know like <sighs> how what his measurables are the the frac the fracture apparently doctors have come out and said they're not worried about it teams have come out and said you know they've gotten the clear from medical so maybe it's not a big issue but you know like Gronk had a back. Then he have a back injury coming out uh, of college too. Yes, and that's one of the reasons he slipped to where the Pats got him. Yes, and he had a chronic back injury. It wasn't yes. like a one-time thing. I do think uh, Kincaid could be somebody who lands with the Packers at pick. I think fifteen. Yep. He's gonna. He's gonna he go just visited than them, expected. didn't he? Yes, I believe so. He's yeah. gonna go a lot earlier. Than Packers expected. are in on a pass catcher. I think it's either JSN or Kincaid there. So, so for me, he reminds me a lot of Gesicki, but he can actually play all downs. He can block. Gasecki, when it comes to blocking, he's like, nope, I'm out. Don't want it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's the closest to Kelsey I have seen on tape, and he just inched past Mayer for tight end one. But you know what? If I lose it on Kincaid and I have to take Mayer, fine. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. The, the tight end three, I think, is a very, to me, polarizing because I can see him being a real fantasy asset, and I can also see him uh, – It's well, it's, it's Darnell Washington out of yeah. Georgia. And uh, – Athletic freak for a man of his size. Jesus. Again, he is a road grader type of blocker like Michael Mayer. To me, this is going to be interesting to where, where he lands on draft day. Is he going to land on a team that already has an established tight end and he's going to be used more in the blocking game? Or is he going to land on like a Bengals where they can use him more in the passing game? For me, I'm not completely sold on Darnell Washington for fantasy. I think he's going to be a really good tight end in the NFL. I'm just a little skeptical about his what his usage is going to look like i think he has a nice ceiling but compared to some of these other guys that are right behind him in adp i don't know he's fascinating to me not only because of the athleticism but like i like to think i'm trying to think of a comp of like a really hyper athletic tight end that just didn't do it mercedes lewis that's that's the easy that's one johnson that's it. Brandon Pettigrew. Like, I don't know. Pettigrew's a, Pettigrew was very unathletic. So that's yeah, true. <laughs> he just had a high draft. Uh, with, with Washington, I think the issue was, you know, you go to Georgia, you watch his tape. Brock Bowers is the he's tight great. end to watch. He's yeah. a, he's a freaking receiving threat. And that's the easy go-to. Like, Georgia's like, okay, we're going to give it to this guy. Washington came second fiddle. But when he got his chances, he showed it. And that's, yeah. I think, where we're coming down with the issue. And we saw it in the combine. Washington destroyed this combine. He's a freak. Yeah. He's, he's a freak in nature. He's a guy with that size of frame. He shouldn't be able to move like he does, but he does. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's going to be a better pro once again than he was in college because college did not use, use him right. Yeah. Um, I could be talked over putting him above mayor depending on landing spot. If he did go to the Bengals, whew, I mean, they need – more blocking on that line. He's yeah, not then Irv leave. Smith's not going to block. He's not going to leave the field. And you know what? What's better to have a six-seven guy in the red zone? I mean, you got T. Washington, Jamar Chase, Boyd. Like that would be a great addition to that team. Uh, he's one of the best blockers. People say, hey, you know, maybe his upside might not be he's there huge. because he could he could gang weight and he's become just, just a tackle. Too. Yeah, like they said, if he doesn't work out as a receiver, he could gang weight, be three hundred pounds, and just be a left tackle or right tackle and get paid more almost so yeah, uh, that is an actual issue but i don't think that's gonna happen he's probably a late first round pick yeah another guy that's been getting a gaining a lot of steam is luke musgrave out of oregon state 6'6 253 another great athlete here for him to be the tight end four in most years he would be the tight end one um without some of these guys ahead of him I, again just another 
great athletic tight end that is probably going to go. I don't think he'll get first round draft capital, but I think he's for sure going to go in the second round easily. Um, you know, when you watch Musgrave, James, what did you see from him that you liked um, outside of just like the athleticism that I think really stands out with him? I mean, he's kind of an all, all around player. And mm-hmm. yes, obviously the pass catching has a lot to do with it. I've seen him comp to like a Dallas Goddard uh, archetype. So okay. that that's intriguing for, for fantasy purposes. May have to weigh a little bit depending on the draft capital that he gets. Uh, I think he's mocked to go around the second round, uh, but we will see like, who knows what's going to happen with this draft because there are needs towards the end of the draft that people that teams are just going to may just jump all over. Um, but no, he, he definitely turned heads at the combine and I, I think it put him in the right place to become, uh, a tight end starter in the NFL. Yeah. Um, James and I are in a league where we do a draft very early and I missed out on a couple of big name tight ends. I missed out on mayor. I missed out on Kincaid. And I think there was one other one. It might've been Washington, but mm-hmm. I took Musgrave at two Oh five, really happy about it. And it's yeah. a tight end premium league. It's a 12 team league. I, I like Musgrave a lot, and I put down on my notes, if you miss out on Kincaid, this is a great second place because he is a poor man's type Kincaid on tape. So, it, like you said, Doug, this, this is going to be a very good class, and there's one other guy from the tight end U, apparently. Mm, that's my guy. Where, uh, yeah, people are in love with this guy. Yeah, and he's not even tight end five. It ter- currently, it's Tucker Craft yeah, out of South Dakota which State. Is, which is BS, human. man. Tucker Craft is another massive human. Did you know he got offered to Alabama this year, but he said, no, thank you. I'm going to stay with South Dakota. It says a lot he, about his character. Yeah. He wanted to stay home and finish his school. And, and did they, I think they won the double division two championship this year. They might've beat North Dakota, North Dakota state or North Dakota, yeah. but uh, yeah, another massive human. Yeah. Craft. And my, one of my favorite tight ends in this class. And if he goes and drafts at tight end six, I am gonna ha- I am gonna be so overweight on Sam Laporta. Yep. It's not even freaking funny. Like if I've got a mid second round, I'm gonna be the guy in rookie drafts that overdrafts that I'll draft Laporta over other players, and people will look at me and be like, "What are you doing?" I just Laporta to me is awesome. I think he's a great. I think he's a great overall tight end. I love the way he moves. I love his athletic te- athletic testing. I love the lineage coming from Iowa where they take guys that are like not high recruits and they go boop and they turn them into these great NFL tight ends. Like your George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, maybe Noah Fant one day. Um, although he's a solid, <laughs> he's a solid player. One day. Yeah. So breakout. for me, like Laporta, when I watched him at the combine and watching his tape, solid set of hands, he runs great routes. He can do a little bit of everything. And I think he could be a difference maker at the NFL level. So for me, like I'm in on Laporta over, some of the running backs and wide receivers that are typically going in the mid second round in tight end premium leagues. Um, Because for me, like you want to talk about ceiling tight end premium leagues are no joke. Like tight ends, they're worth so much. And when you can spend like a mid, maybe even get them in a late second, like that's best case scenario. That's going to be worth more to me, in my opinion, than any of the running backs or wide receivers that are going in that range in this class. I think, I think late second is easy because people yeah. don't want to draft tight ends because they're like, oh, they take three or four years. I, here's my hot take. I think the biggest mistake people are going to make in this year's rookie drafts, especially in tight end premiums, is they are going to discount the tight end position because it's so deep and everyone gets so obsessed with 
wide receivers and running backs. Third round running backs, fourth that round running backs. It is going to produce a absolute ton. If you're a team, a dynasty team, that you are struggling to keep some tight ends together, you can invest capital in this draft and and make out like an absolute bandit. I think people are not going to adjust to it. Even if there's seven tight ends drafted in the first two rounds, I don't think it's going to impact ADP all that much. And you can take advantage of this in those leagues. That's my take. People are going to be like, drafting a tight end isn't sexy. They're going to lean towards Zach Evans, and they're going to lean towards like Jalen Hyatt. No, I want these tight ends all day long. So uh, here's here's where my rankings would go. JSN, Kincaid, Mayer, Addison, Washington, Quentin Johnson. Like the tight ends are almost – 20 times better than these, these tight receivers. ends can be difference makers yeah. for years on your roster again maybe not in year one but and trust what's, me what's the rumors you're hearing in the nfl teams want to go 12 personnel they want two tight ends on the field because guess what people are playing that those the double high safeties they're getting rid of that deep ball and what are you doing you're running you're the ball pepper the middle of the field yep you're going to run the ball you're going to do two tight ends and and small slot they, receivers <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. Like these these tight ends, I really do hope change the tight end landscape because we are still hoping we to need it. that we change. And guess what? Kyle Pitts is still younger than almost all these tight ends. I just want to say that. It's always cheapest be cheapest. Still waiting on him to break out. Cheapest you'll ever get, Kyle Pitts. Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, break out this year. Yeah, and, and the last couple of guys at tight end seven and tight end eight are two guys I'm super interested in too. Zach Koontz, don't mispronounce it, from Old Dominion six seven two fifty five, tested as. The best athlete of all time <laughs> at the combine. The best athlete of all freaking time. What do I tell you guys every year on this podcast? If it's a tight end, you chase the athleticism. I told you last year, go get Chigun Quanko. He was the most athletic. I said, athletic. I keep doing it. I don't care. He's the most athletic this tight end. Doug gets so hot bothered about tight ends. He I can't, can't speak, speak anymore. <laughs> I just, so the tight end of your tongue. I just, yeah, I just turned into a puddle. Uh, but Chig was a guy that I was like, chase the athleticism. Like, and that's what he goes. Zach Koontz is that. He's a hyper freak, the most athletic of all time. Hyper like, freak. If he, if he lasts somehow until the third round in mid third round in your rookie drafts. You know, he's going to because. You know, he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, I'd rather have uh, insert running back that are all the same. Isaiah, Pache- Isaiah Pacheco hit last year. This could be the Isaiah Pacheco. Guess what? They don't right. happen that often. No, they don't. Uh, so for me, Zach Koontz and Will Mallory from Miami. Again, not, he's a little smaller. He's only 239. That's okay. I like Will Mallory a lot, too. He's got a lot of good things on tape. He's not going to be that inline blocker. But with this class, there's a lot of guys that can block in line. Mallory is more of that. You know that I don't want to say Aaron Hernandez, um, but he's more of a move tight end. He should not be named. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a move tight end, and that's okay in the right system. Like you're going to get Will Mallory in your fourth rounds of rookie drafts easily, um, and I like him too. This tight end class even goes deeper than that. There's guys, yeah. there's guys that are good. This tight end class to me is like 12, 13 guys deep, and for me, when I have fifth round rookie picks, there's still going to be tight ends that I like, and I'm just going to be smash 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 so all day long fifth fifth round fourth round quarterbacks and tight ends that's what you need to know like i'm i'm going after them i'm not going to waste my pick on an undrafted running back just because i'm hopeful we all had that last year with uh kennedy brooks and players like that 
So give me the guy who's actually still on what the roster. What do you mean, you people? I mean, who's talking about you people? Yeah. Yeah. Kennedy so, Brooks is a good one. Ken, Thanks, Kennedy Al. Brooks. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the tight end class is deep. The wide receiver class is not. So draft wisely because if you do miss out on a tight end, especially in tight end premium, you're going to be kicking you took, yourself. If you have five round drafts and you have five picks and you took three tight ends, I think you're the smartest man in the room. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like that. And, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I'm very excited for this week. It is Christmas week for me. Whew. It's it, this is the. Can you guys? You guys doing this? anything good for the draft? I'm going to my buddy's place where it's called Chip Shots. He has uh, gol- golf sims. It's a bar. He's got pickleball indoor pickleball courts. It's massive. He's got food. It's half off apps, half off pizzas, from half s- off pants after ten. Pretty much and. Uh, <laughs> Keisha Boutte so, is going to show up. It's going to be gonna, awesome. I'm going to be doing that. I'm picking up a friend of mine, and we're going to go there for the draft. Man, I am very excited. Um, it is the first draft that we honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe pick one. We have more of an idea now. But after that, no clue. And I think this is the first year where like anything can happen. Anything can literally happen in this draft. Arizona could trade back. They could stay. Uh, Indy could move up. Atlanta Falcons can move up for quarterback. It, There'll it, be some surprises, just like, you know, A.J. Brown getting traded last year. There's yep. going to be something. Yep, like Brandon Ayuk and Rashad Bateman are my two targets where I think they could get traded. To Hopkins might get moved. Hopkins could oh, get moved. Oh, a lot of veterans. definitely be get moved. Yeah. I, I'm guessing Henry up. will probably get moved uh, with the room. Yeah. James, what do you got going off the draft? Absolutely sitting in front of the TV and just chilling out. And what are you ordering for food? I don't know yet. That's a good question. That is a good question. Something you've, to think about. You've you got, got some days time. to think about it. I, yeah. I will be driving to New York on Thursday, and I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings with 12 of my closest friends from Rochester, New York, where I live for they're a few years. They're all boneless years. wings. Yeah, they're 12, all 12 of 12 his closest friends. <laughs> and, 12, and 12 Sam Adams summer. Hopefully they have it on tap already. Um, but no, I'll be there uh, on Thursday, and then Friday I'll be going to my buddy Tony's house like I do every year and getting a garbage plate. If you don't know what that is, please oh, Google yeah. it and pray for my stomach. I and then uh, I'm not watching the draft Saturday this year. I've decided that like Saturday, the last couple of years has not been great. So I'm going to go and do an activity. I think I'm going to go hiking on Saturday and I'll catch the alerts on my phone. I don't need to be there for it this year. I'm just invested in Thursday and Friday this year. I've learned from my past regressions. And we have rookie draft starting Saturday, Doug. Woo. Yes, we do. Yes. So I'll be on my phone getting all the noties. Make sure Sunday. you're, make sure you're, uh, you're in cell range. Climb yep. those mountains. We got, I got 24 hours to make a pick. I got I got a couple of rookie dress turns Saturday at I'm 7. In no rush. Sunday Tyler, at make your pick. <laughs> Sunday at 8 a.m. I will be on the clock with our comic book league. We're all in. Wait, uh, what? Yep, 101. You too, James. And um, Monday, I've got a couple. And then the Monday after, I got a couple. I will say this. I'm glad I traded my first round pick in the leagues that I was competitive because I was looking at it today. Some of the deals I made, I traded the what ended up being the 112 for T Higgins. Oh God! How, wow. How happy am I? <laughs> yeah, that's a steal. I'd I'd, have, I'd rather have T Higgins than any receiver in this class. A hundred percent. I'm so, a good pick like, in that league, like, don't I? That that's the you thing should, is yeah. is if you aren't comfortable with the last pick, we gave you some 2020 rookies to look at. Even go back further and 2022 and, rookies, Tyler. 2022 rookies, Jesus. even even 2020 rookies. Hell, I'd give DeAndre. I'd get DeAndre Swift for a late first right now, even with the kind of news like Swift is dropping. Put your money where your mouth is. IDPL, send me an offer. I love J.K. Swift. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift right now. Um, I'd rather have Swift. So pass pass catching the, the certainty in the He's offense. He's a better player. 
certainty in the offense. You don't know if Lamar's going to be there. So Swift. I do like Dobbins though for a comeback. Hopefully he can get I his like peg Dobbins leg. For a good Hopefully he can get his peg leg worked up. Yeah, I mean he's, <laughs> he's recharging it. <laughs> recharging it. <laughs> yeah, the draft is going to be a lot of fun. I'm gl- I'm glad that we're all going to be watching. I'm sure we'll have some some chat on our text threads going during the draft oh, as yeah. well. We'll all be connected. We can all share those oh shit moments as they go down like we always do, and that'll be a lot of fun. We all have different teams that we root for, so James will be looking for the Giants, Tyler with the Falcons and the Vikings. Oh. I'll be seeing what the hell the Patriots <laughs> do, hopefully get a lineman. They'll probably trade back and piss me off. A D3 like, lineman. Cole Strange's son. What? <laughs> like <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, the multiverse of madness is where I'll be, for sure. If they draft a receiver, I think everybody will die. If they took JSN, I think the whole world would erupt. But I don't, I don't think he's gonna be there at that point. Low, low key. I like oh, that I have spot. The 104. I like that spot for JSN because Mac Jones. What no, are you they'll do? be benders and go with Quentin Johnston, and I will literally jump off the roof of Buffalo Wild Wings onto like a parking <laughs> sign, <laughs> like that gift where he jumps out of the building. When Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'll be like Game of Thrones. I'll be like, uh, what's his name there, King Joffrey, and just be like, Yoink! King Joffrey's brother. Yeah. Well, before we go, I did want to give a shout out to Dynasty Nerds. If you're doing some late prep. Go to DynastyNerds.com. Sign up for the Nerd Herd. They've got Prospect Film Room, Prospect Scores, Dynasty GM. There's Trade Tools. There's an extra Nerd Herd episode. When you use code DHH, you will save 15% on any subscription. And the weather's getting warmer. You know, you're going to be outside more. you got to throw a nice cap on, a T-shirt. Maybe it's a little chilly. You throw a sweatshirt on like me. Go on Verdian Global, like James is rocking right now, and get yourself a Dynasty Happy Hour sweatshirt. Thank you in advance for doing that. Guys, I can't wait to come back on Sunday. I'll be here for the podcast, and we can talk about this draft and unpack all the data that we have because a lot of this is where's the draft capital going to be, and it's going to tell us a lot like it does every year. So I'm excited to unpack that with you guys on next Sunday. So until then, this has been the Dynasty Happy Hour. Enjoy the draft. Hopefully your team drafts well, and we'll see you next week on DHH.